Hi, this is Jim Brangenberg, the host of the I Work For Him radio show. Thanks for listening to the I Work For Him podcast, where we discuss our workplace as our mission field. The live version of our show can be heard each weekday afternoon at 3 p.m. Eastern on AM 570 and 910 WTBN, locally in the Tampa Bay area, and worldwide on the web at letstalkfaith.com or iHeartRadio. Our website, iWorkForHim.com, has great resources on how you can learn about how your workplace can be your mission field. And also check out the sponsors that bring you the radio show each and every day. And while you're there on I Work For Him, click on the I Work For Him Nation flag and prayerfully consider joining the I Work For Him Nation. Join thousands around the globe praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. That's IWorkForHim.com. I Work, the number four, Him.com. Remember, your workplace is your mission field, and in that mission field, you may be the only Jesus your coworkers and employees may ever meet. Thanks again for listening. I hope this broadcast will make an impact on your life so that you'll never look at your workplace the same again. Let's get to today's show. You've tuned into the fastest one hour in Christian Talk Radio, and I can say that even faster if you'd like me to. But it's not really important that we talk fast, is that we have so much information to get out there that just an hour is just not enough time. Hey, big thanks go out to Ace Andrews back from vacation in Jamaica. Wait till you hear the story from his missions trip he went on. We'll be talking about that on the 4th of July. Make sure you get a chance to hear that show. Super big thanks out to Ace for all of his work and for the team that the pinch hit for him all last week. Hey, would you take a chance and go out to I work for him? A couple of things I'd like you to do out there. Number one, when you go out there, a flag's going to pop up in front of you. And it's going to say, say, join the I work for him nation. We literally have members of the I work for him nation from almost every continent in the world. I don't know how God did that, but that's cool. But we're asking Christ followers in their workplaces to make the commitment to start praying for their coworkers and employees by name each and every day. And let somebody know that commitment, like me. So that and I'll write you a personal email. If you join, I'll write you a personal email and 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 talk to you. And I'm happy to correspond with you. I'm an email guy. If you want to email me, happy to hear it. Want to hear why you make that commitment? Because you know what? When a guy from Malawi emailed me one day, said, Jim, I had no idea. Now, that's not in Hawaii, by the way. That's in South, near South Africa. Uh, he emailed me. I had no idea I was supposed to be praying for my coworkers and employees. And, and it started tra- transforming his life. Ladies and gentlemen, when we start to pray in our workplace, things start to change. While you're out there and I work for him, love to check out the whole site on the bottom of the front page is all of the businesses and ministries that help support I work for him and keep us on the air every every day. Love for you to thank those businesses. And we've got one of our show sponsors on the air with us today. I'll introduce them in just a moment. And while you're out there, also understand that we're raising money, but we're raising money in order to be able to support more kingdom impactful marketplace ministries and get more of them on the air. So if you feel really you really love the show. It's making an impact in your life. You love the interviews that we do. You love the people we talk to. And you're like, hey, I'd like to be able to help out. Any donation is great. Go out to I Work For Him. Just click on the Donate Now button. So listen, all of that takes a paradigm shift. And this conversation we're going to have today takes a paradigm shift in your minds because I'm we're going to mess with you today. Because we live in a country, the United States of America, where people kind of think the American dream is related to the presentation of the gospel. And they kind of think that living according to the American way is the way it should just be. That that's what we're entitled to as Christ followers. We're going to blow that up today. Romans 12.2 talks about the paradigm shift that needs to happen in our minds. Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way 
you think. We got Luke and Dave in here today. Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. You can find these guys online at belairwealthmanagement.com. Oh, wait a minute. Hey, Ace. Yeah, he's he's got to be. He's got to do that, Ace. Where do you find him online? BelairWealthManagement.com. All right, that's way better. Okay, so you almost caught me off guard. I did. Well, you you start falling asleep. I know when you get a little older, you start falling asleep. Well, I mean, Jason, Jim, you even caught me off guard too because I didn't have his mic on. He's only. only I said Belair Wealth Management. He's only fifty. I got the cue. Maybe I should start doing that. Maybe you should. I should. I'm I'm there. Rehearse it once. Well, I'd like to say hi to Marsha Matheny first because Uh I know uh, saw her in the office. Just before we left, and gave her a hug, and we appreciate her at Bel Air Wealth. She is a, a great client, and uh, told her I'd say hello because I know she's listening in. Fine. There well, you fantastic. go. Right, that's great. All <laughs> right, so Luke and Dave have been longtime sponsors of I Work for Him. These guys have participated with the show since we went on the air back in April of 2013. So I want to make sure you thank them. If you have a if you have a financial advisor that you haven't talked to in four or five years. These are the guys you should talk to because these guys don't let their clients get moldy. If you don't have a financial advisor, these are the guys you should talk to. Even if you have one you really like, these guys are better. You need to talk to these guys. Uh, This is where Martha and I, these guys are our advisors. We make it very difficult for them. Don't worry. So today we've got Luke and Dave in here, and they wanted to talk about retirement, about when, whether we should retire and how we should retire. And I didn't like their, their their supposition at all, because honestly, I don't think retirement's biblical. So we're going to have a heck of a conversation oh, today, baby. because when you talk about stop letting, don't copy the behaviors and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Ladies and gentlemen, if you're a Christ follower, there is nothing biblical about the fact that the American way is part of being a Christ follower. There's nothing that says, as being a Christ follower, you are entitled to play golf your entire, what? Your entire retirement. <laughs> what? Retirement is not biblical. It's not anti-biblical, however. Uh, well, it depends uh, on what you mean by retirement. Depends what you mean by biblical. I mean, <laughs> I mean, no, it's no, just, yeah, gosh, like, like, let's talk about that. What do we Republican, think? What do I mean liberal. by re- what do I mean by biblical? Well, I think that it's addressed in the Bible, which is all where all biblical okay, things come okay. from. Okay, I don't see it addressed in the Bible. Really? Really. Well, I we're going to have a heck of a conversation, know, but wait a minute. It's kind wait of minute. like, you know, when's the last time you flew? I've, I don't know, a couple weeks ago. <laughs> it's not in no, the Bible. No, I've never flown. It's not I in have the Bible. Never flown. I have so never you flown. Can't, you can't fly no, because no, it's not no, in no, the Bible. No, 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 no. Oh, just, why don't you just twist? Are you a politician? <laughs> I know. He's very liberal I, today. I, 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 I wish, You haven't I wish. flown either. You've never flown either. You sit <laughs> okay. in a chair and strap okay. on a belt, and the tube does the flying right, with the engines. When you fly, you die. That's the deal. Because <laughs> if you're flying, it's a short trip. All right, we got Luke and Dave in here, and now I, we haven't even had a chance to even let them share what's going on in their lives spiritually. When we come back, these guys are going to share how investing well as a good steward impacted their families and how God's working in their own lives. And then we're going to get into this conversation about retirement. No, the I Work For Him show, it's not your average show. We're going to deal with tough subjects. And as you can see, there's a little contention right here in the studio as these guys take a cup of coffee because they need an amp up because they're not ready for this one. Uh, we're talking today. Oh, wait a minute. You, where can you find these guys? Luke, where can you find online? We'll start it Bel-Air off. Wealth <laughs> Management. Dot com. There, there you go. Nice. Together. Nice. All right. So yeah. we're talking about retirement today. But first, I want to hear how investing well as a good steward impacted your own families. Dave. Well, I think, I think if you summed it up into one word, it would be freedom. 
it just gives you freedom if if you got some assets set aside for retirement or for for emergency i mean that's even before retirement if you have money set aside for emergency it gives you freedom you you know the air conditioner goes out you don't have to uh you, you don't have to worry about where the funds are going to come from and the same thing for retirement. If you have some funds set aside, you can do what the Lord wants you to do. Otherwise, you got to make that decision. Can I afford to do what the Lord wants me to do? So, so you know, putting away some assets for what you call retirement. No, I call it phase two. I call it retirement. I? <laughs> not for long. Why, you, not. why do you call it phase two? I just made it up this week when I was writing up the questions. It's the other half, the second half. That's right. That's Luke, right. what about you? As yep. managing your mm-hmm. investments as a good steward for impacting your family, how did, how, did, how did you see managing those assets impact your family? Well, I mean, right now I'm still in phase one, if you want to call it, you know, accumulation stage where you're really, I'm in my highest income earning years and I'm still, I'm, I'm planning now for those things in the future. Uh, I don't necessarily call it Retirement, I get it. That's the American worldly view of, you know, what people feel in retirement. They're going to sit back and drink pina coladas and play lots of golf. Those are good things. Those are fun things. I call it after working years. You know, what are you going to do with your time after your working years? And and I'm putting my plan together now, building now to get to that point. And, and during those times, um, you know, I've got insurances in place to protect my family in case something were to happen to me. If something happened to my wife, I can, you know, I'm, I have a, there's a policy out there that'll help take care of some of her, you know, what she's been doing for our family. Um, so you you have to plan, but the, the earlier you can plan, the better. Okay, so for everyone listening that, that hasn't really started today, I saw a statistic the other day that um, 28% of the people over 25 years old don't have $1,000 in saving outside of their company-sponsored plan. Oh, I believe so that. Uh, I, see, I, see, I bet I the numbers that. are staggering when you look at people at 50. What percentage right. of them right. have zero saved up for retirement and how many of them are over, you know up to you know dead up to their eyeballs I, so, I bet that number is staggering yeah so so just in gas savings the average family over the last three years if they drove two vehicles with gas prices down could probably have put away six thousand seven thousand dollars and if you take that and compound it over 20 30 years, just in your gas savings, you know. I so say drive a hybrid. And let, yeah. <laughs> that's soon to come. Soon to come. Most well, people. Still, and you know, yeah. I was having a conversation with somebody today. They were looking for some advice on buying a car. We we're talking about, you know, interest interest rates today versus interest rates four years from now. They're talking about leasing and then buying out when they're at the end of their lease. Which I'm not a lease guy. I think leases are a bad deal. But in this case, it actually probably works. And I said, but listen, your interest rates in four years. They're not going to be better than they are today. They're likely to be significantly higher four Mm -hmm. years from now. Because regardless of who the president is, we're going to have inflation. They're going to have to start charging, getting interest on the money that we got in the the Mm -hmm. government. They have to. It can't go on for free forever. But it doesn't. It doesn't. Just, just, just to speak on that, it doesn't look like it's going to be a, an outrageous increase for a long time. But, yeah. but regardless, well, as long as it, Janet your Yellen's point in is, charge, your point is right. I mean, it's not going to certainly not going to be lower than it is today. Yeah. Well, you can't get lower. Can't hardly get lower unless you go to Europe and it's you got to pay the bank to take your money, which I don't understand. Well, and but. I think Europe. I mean, I think speak to that because a lot of people here are not even paying attention to the Brexit vote. Yeah. Right. Right. And, that. And, yeah, thanks, Luke. All right, all right, all right. But, but when you really look at it, I mean... Remain you, or Brexit? <laughs> Remain or Brexit? The things they come up with, man. Well, but, the, but they're calling it the Brexit vote, okay? But, you know, that, that Great Britain and all of its colonies 
whether they're voting whether or not to stay within the European Union. Yeah, that's it's a, a big deal. Because yeah. if they leave, the European Union is they're they're scared about it's a nice the money big chunk. Yeah. Well, I never thought about the fact I didn't think that the colonies were really part of the deal, but they really are part of the deal. I mean, Australia is in the vote. Oh, there! I didn't. I didn't realize. That. I, I I saw it, thought I saw something that everybody that they were all involved. Mm. Interesting. I, don't I, don't know. I saw I today that the weather's supposed to be very poor tomorrow. So you know, during the vote, they're thinking that oh, a lot that right? of the people that want to remain won't be coming out because the you know the weather's so poor. The you weather's know, crappy there all the time. Usually, right? usually so they should it. be used to. All right, it. We got the yeah. fact, you got to look that one up while we're on the air. Would you look up and see whether all the colonies are voting too? All right. So all right. let's talk about retirement. All so right. would you say Billy Graham is retired? No. I don't think Billy Graham ever retired. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, I mean, my, my, my I mean at 90, you, by my 90 point, Billy but, was still going to... I mean, he's almost 100 years old now. I yeah, don't think he's, 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 he's no longer out doing crusades and, and speaking and, and, and whatnot. And my point he's is... He's not healthy anymore. <laughs> but, well, that's, that was, that was going to be my point. That's your because point? Because we never know... That's when, when you're retired? Well, we never know when we're going to need... Retirement money. I mean, if we're healthy and 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 could do what we're doing, and we like what we're doing, if we're healthy, go ahead till we're eighty or whatever. But tomorrow something may happen, and you may not call it retirement, but you may not be able to work either. So uh, yeah, beyond your working years, that's that's my yeah, yeah, yeah. definition no, that's of. A good, all right, yeah. but but I want to attack the whole idea. Okay. Uh, yes, I do because it ticks me off because I mean here's here's the deal because the church the has done a lousy job communicating the real gospel. And the gospel has nothing to do with us sitting back, relaxing, having a pina colada or a margarita and playing golf during our retirement. I mean during our post working years. I mean we're supposed well, to be acting. Wait. Well, no, no, no. Just let me, I, listen. Okay. Go, go ahead, say what you want to say. Well, well, you are my elder. Then, I'll, I'll respect that for a second. If we're doing what we're supposed to be doing, and we, I work for him during working years, why? That is retirement. I mean, that's what we should be doing all the time. Well, I understand. So but whether most, you retired but, uh, and, and do that on the golf course, or you go to work and do it at the office, I don't think the good Lord cares. I would as long, agree. As long I would as agree. we are his ambassadors, whatever we're doing, wherever we're doing it. Okay, so let me just ask you this question. Yes. I'm not sure you yes. want me to ask this question. <laughs> I may not how many, year, how many years have you, have you been golfing? I'm um, not that long. <laughs> if you watch him play, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm right. Okay, okay, well, I'm not 30, going there. Thirty or forty years? No, not that long. I I really haven't golfed that much until like. 10 years ago. Okay, so I've been golfing 40 years. It really doesn't so, show in how long I've been golfing. That, this right. is true. I'll no, vouch. Yes, you will vouch. That's right. Four, no, <laughs> five, <laughs> ten. All right, so Dave, in the 10 years you've been playing golf as a business guy, you've been a, you, the whole time you've been an investment advisor, the yes. whole time. Yes. How many people have you led to Christ on the golf course? It's been a rough field. But there's been more than one. Really? Yes, it has. Okay, that's fantastic. And, and I've got a couple that I golf with regularly, and I sit in the cart next to them, and I'm telling you, between every hole, we're talking about the gospel. Okay. He, he has not prayed to accept the Lord yet, and I, you know, regardless whether he's listening or not, uh, he he would know. But he's uh, he's, you know, he he just has not accepted the Lord as in his life. All right. But do you realize how unusual that is that you're actually, well, and you've been going through BSF forever. So, I mean, it really has instilled the gospel into you because you've been discipled in it. But most people hit retirement and 
they, they, they hit 62 and they start taking early Social Security or 65 or in my case 68 or 7010 or whatever it will be. Mm-hmm. It doesn't it doesn't really matter. But people think, okay, well I'm done. I don't know how I don't know how they can do that. I don't know if that's possible. If you're if you're a safe person and well, you're and you're talking to other people that are not saved, I don't know how you could keep it. I don't know how you can keep it to yourself. I'll answer your question, Jim. People, you hit it earlier. Is that the you know everyone? What's everyone's thought of retirement? What's ingrained in us? Almost the first day on the job, if you have someone in, you know, that's that's, you know, maybe nearing retirement that you're working with on the same team, you know, they're talking about retirement. You know, mo- most of the people's in retirement, what they say if you ask them is to spend more time with family, spend more time doing the things that I like, um, going to the, it might be the beach. Most people say, I just want to wake up when I want to wake up. You know, freedom, th- freedom, those sort of things, though, in retirement, though, those are those are very temporal. Those things will you will burn through those things. And all of a sudden you find yourself wondering, what do I do next? Well, and that's really there the, is that. and, and that's the conversation, because when you said, hey, listen, I want to talk about when we should retire, whether we should retire and how we should retire. I want to talk about those are really important things because people need to be prepared for those, you know, 30 or 40 years of non earning. But what are they doing with the time? Yeah, because no, as Christ followers, we need to be busy. Because I envy you, David, you're heading into those years. Like, I could be full-time discipling and never ask for a buck, period. I could just invest in people all the time and never worry about how am I going to get a paycheck. Right. right. Uh, and and that's, that's exciting. But how many people really look at it that way? When, when I first sat down with an investment advisor 30 years ago, I said, he goes, well, when do you plan on retiring? I'm like, man, I don't plan on retiring. I plan on being in full-time ministry where I don't have to worry about getting a paycheck when I get to that spot. All right, Ace is playing music. we got to take a break. When we come back, let's talk about why retirement is not biblical in the American dream kind of way. We're talking with Luke and Dave, and Dave and Luke, but Randy's back in the office. But these guys are from Bel Air Wealth Management. You can find them online at belairwealthmanagement.com. All right, so we're talking about retirement today with Luke and Dave. And I got Dave riled up, which is good because I like that. You know, it's been 18 months since Dave and I have played racquetball because I'm the one that got hurt. But when I was on the racquetball court, when I started winning, then he would get riled what? up. What? When was that? Four or five years ago, I suppose. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so. I know where retirement is mentioned in the Bible. Okay, let's talk about it. It is right next to the place that it says your life is going to be perfect once you're saved. <laughs> that, that was money, Ace. Ow! That was money. Big money, Ace. Ace knew it. Ace, you know, that was... that was. He's going to be a preacher someday. That's He's as good as I can stuff. do. That's as good as I can do. Okay, well, that's not totally true, you know. Because, of course. Because it was facetious. It was a joke. Uh, oh, it was a joke. Ace got it. He didn't got get it. it. I got hey, it. Hey, Ace, it. can you please bring Jim into the uh, conversation right, so here? So, no, I got it. No, because uh, we're not guaranteed... <laughs> People that think we're guaranteed this perfect life after we give our lives to Christ, we are guaranteed an incredible eternity. Amen. But it, Jesus said... There's going to be a little trouble. Yeah. There's going to be much trouble. That's the same place where retirement's mentioned. Are we yeah. talking election again? No, we're not. <laughs> no, no, we're not. Okay. So retirement is mentioned in the Bible. Dave, where's it mentioned? You're the Old Testament scholar here. Yeah. <laughs> I look at Jacob, right? No, no, no. Where Jacob, is retirement mentioned you, in the Bible? You, no, there's you, a scripture. Jacob sent his sons out into the fields, and they and they did Jim's their throwing his pen, and they they watched their sheep. Did Jacob go with him? With him? No. He it says he sat at home by the pool. It does not say retired. that. They didn't have pools in he the was, desert. <laughs> No, but but he was managing the household. You're right. The boys were doing the work. Yeah, the boys were out doing the work. He was he was he was retired. blind. Uh, what? He was blind. 
Oh, it was Isaac. That was Isaac. Oh, I... No. Okay. <laughs> Retirement is specifically mentioned for the Levitical priests that at age 50, wow. they were supposed to no longer be active duty, but to start training in the new guys. But Levitical priests, they bench-pressed hundreds of pounds <laughs> every day. Really? Where did you see that? What was their job? What were the what did the Levitical priests? What did they have to do? Put together the temple. Put no 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 no. This is talking after the temple sacrifices. They, they had to they had to do the sacrifices. They had to, they were butchers. They cleaned the sacrifice up. They they butchered it. Got it ready to be put on the altar. These guys were bench pressing hundreds of pounds when they were throwing meat on the grill. <laughs> Little lambs. No let. Do have you read the Old Testament? <laughs> yes, they could. Do, they could. They could uh, do lambs goats. And, and goats. No, I don't think goats. Lambs. Yeah. They could okay. Do goats. But how about cattle? I don't see cattle. Yes, they, Solomon he, he sacrificed like twelve thousand cattle on the day they dedicated the temple. Okay. That's it. That's James. Okay. <laughs> okay. Okay. So All the Levitical right. priests were so. called to retirement. There's no other mention of retirement in scriptures. Except for Jacob. Jacob didn't write <laughs> that's, an, that's an interpretation. So, yeah. I think that's what their culture was. So, and that's, you know, most of the time they had 10, 12, 15 kids. And the kids, once they got to that age, they sent them out into the fields and, and did their shepherding and, and agricultural duties. Right. And and the um, the father was at home managing the household and, and uh, watching TV. Mm. TV. Okay. TV, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, there was a lot of that going that's on. Good, there. Okay, so, but... Why does it bother I, Dave's just irritated him talking about criticizing about retirement. And I'm, it's not that I'm criticizing retirement. It's just that so many people think that the American dream is related to the gospel. And we're called to be to have the gospel at the forefront of everything we do, and we're never supposed to sit on our laurels. And, and we're supposed to be doing the ministry thing no matter where we well, go. That's, that's exactly the point. Oh, that's the, my point wait, or yours? We, that was mine. Okay. We talked about that in October. I don't think... God cares what we do for work or even whether we work. I agree. As long as we're doing his will, we're doing if we're in his will, he doesn't care. And if we're in his will, we're we're spreading the gospel, we're sharing the gospel, our testimony with those who do not know him. Uh and whether what we do for work or if we work or for retired, he doesn't care. Okay, but how many people do you guys deal with? Luke? Well, he does care. In Colossians 3:23, he does basically said Paul tells us that we should work hard at whatever we do. So, I mean, he does care. Do your work as heartily, it, as to the Lord, for it is the yeah. Lord Christ whom you serve. Not man. Uh, no, so when I when I think of, you know, re- retirement, we talked about this off the air at the beginning, is that it's not necessarily retirement in my eyes. It's what, what am I going to be able to do past my working years, past those years where I'm in uh, accumulation stage, um, you know, will will I have done enough today to where when I when I want to stop working for someone else full time and go into working for Christ full time? You know, you, well, I, I, there's two ways to look at that. Yeah, we're full time workers of Christ today. And we just work to provide for our family. But going into retirement, you should or past your working years, you're going to have this extra time. 
in you know, your stage of your life today, if you are not what we call retired or past your working years, you know, in Philippians three twelve through 14, it says, not that I have already obtained this, it's just talking about striving towards the mark. You know, you're not just stagnant, you're striving towards this mark. And everybody should have this mark identified within themselves. Maybe it's to, to start a ministry, whether it's cooking or serving or helping elderly or helping people with so sports. So we can call that a goal. You know, you're call, striving towards the mark. Everyone should have their goal or their mark, uh, you know, their dream. I had a good analogy. The, the goal is to own a, a boat. The uh, dream is to sail it around the world, you know. So that'll kind of bring context to some people that don't know the difference between a goal and a dream. Uh, oh, but, okay, but when we come back, you can read your verse because you're out yeah, of time. Okay. But if, if your dream is to own a boat and sail it around the world, how does that fit into the gospel? Well, if you're going around to, to different places sharing the gospel, but maybe on the side of your boat. But how many people really have that vision? I mean, and that's what I want to challenge us, all of us, especially our listeners and us sitting here in the studio. What is your real goal for retirement? Every one of us thinks about retirement. We think about those dream years, the weeks that we work 60 and 70 hour weeks. Dave, some people do that. I know that that's something you never ever did. But wait, 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 wait. Now I, I worked. I worked a lot of hours in this lifetime. I said a week, sixty or seventy hours in a one, the same week. Anyway, but there's a lot of people out there that are just thinking. Well, I work a lot. I'm just I'm working. I just can't wait till I get to sixty-five. I'm going to get my Social Security, which dream on. You're going to just you're going to get your investments and you're going to go and you're just going to sit back and relax and the people that work that hard right up to 65 and then retire they drop dead of a heart attack the day after that's hard that's a sad but you know what those statistics are I, they are the statistics hard. are yeah. monstrous yeah, that, that's why we, we 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 try to educate people not just plan for retirement plan your time for your after working years right you know planning your time is very important but but my point was is that as christ followers we're supposed to have a different perspective on this right this is not just hey we're gonna sit back relax well it's like the the parable that james talks about the guy said listen my barns aren't big enough i just had a huge haul i'm gonna build bigger barns and i'm gonna sit back and relax and enjoy life and that, god said oh foolish person i'll see you in the morning that's what he <laughs> said so the as Christ followers, we're supposed to have a different perspective on retirement. We don't, there's nowhere it says, hey, there's a time where you're just going to sit back and relax for the rest of your life. It just doesn't happen that way. We've got a high calling on our lives. And, and if, you're, if you're older, let's just say you are of quote unquote American retirement years, you're 65 to 70. Great. Do you realize how desperate our young people are in this country for mentors? Mm-hmm. Desperate. I mean, I, I could, I would take every, I could take every married couple over sixty-five, and I could plug you in with a desperate couple in their thirties that just doesn't have anybody to speak truth into them. Yeah. And it's like that across the country, from sea to shining sea, and there's just so much work to be done. If you've got that mindset, hey, when I, it'll free me up to invest in more people and to share what Christ has done in my life with more people, fantastic way to go. But if you got this idea that you're going to buy a place on the beach, you're going to sit back and, and six and sit, months here, six months there, yeah, and just you know do nothing but play around, fish, <laughs> fish and golf. Dave's like the uh, liberal today. He's like, what's wrong with that? You know what? This, this is not a liberal conservative issue. This is not a liberal conservative issue. It's more the liberals are the ones. The liberals are the ones. 
one that say, hey, you know, you're not supposed to have all this money, and yet they're usually way richer than the conservative yeah, right, guys. But whatever. Right. The, 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 this is not a politician thing. No, this is it's more what is joke. the Bible said? That wasn't funny, Luke, because you got me riled up. We don't talk about politicians on here. <laughs> we're trying to get you riled up. You got me riled up now, Luke. Pipe down. He is red. Okay. I don't know if that's the sun off the. Never mind. <laughs> so maybe we should pressure. just talk about if people's goals are to have assets set aside so after after working years they they can have the freedom to choose what they want to do and work for the lord where they want to when they want to let's call that the how, second half how, how do they get from here to there is what is, is what so they then they can know about. how to answer the question when they should retire whether or not they're ready to yeah, retire right, and right, how they right, can retire right. hey we got a couple of books to give away today your money counts if you want to know the biblical perspective on money and possessions we got that book to give away today your money counts 877-943-9673 this is a book that every christ follower should read it transformed martha and my our marriage it transformed how we handled money and possessions 877-943-9673 also have a copy of the book your new money mindset so we'll give away those books today if you call into the studio line 877-943-9673 okay dave we'll get into this conversation now we've established the fact that as christ followers we should have a different perspective on this but as we are preparing for that second half whatever that may be yes how do we prepare how do we know when we're prepared to flip the switch and jump into the second half well and that's 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 the thing because first of all we never know when that second half is going to come even our age does not necessarily dictate when that second that's half is That's a good point. Uh, what do you point. mean though? It, it could happen next week. How, what do you our mean? Health, our health could be taken away and we could not go to work next week. Okay. So so what, what happens then? So Proverbs 21:5 says that <clears throat> plans of the diligent profit much just as haste for the rest is is waste. Haste is waste. So so it gets back to the planning stage. How am I going to get to the point where if something happened next week, that uh, that it wouldn't be devastating to myself and my family? So that's where the planning comes in. Of course, when you're younger, it may be insurance, and then if if you start planning and set aside a certain percentage of your assets, then by the time you cannot work anymore, that will be taken care of. Well, and and. Especially if you go to BelairWealthManagement.com. Yeah. <laughs> so, Luke, you're the youngest guy here. I am. And, you know, Proudly. you're... Proudly. No, Ace. Ace, really? Ace well, is okay. the youngest. Ace yeah. is not... Really? Come on, Dave. <laughs> Serious. <laughs> All right. So, you're the youngest guy here. You, you're you in the planet. You still got kids at home. Yeah. Uh, you know, you got... Is uh, your daughter going to be a senior this year? No. Freshman. Freshman. Man, freshman. I always make her older in my head than I she know. is. That time flies. All right. But... Uh, Giovanni. Giovanni will be third grade. Third grade. Yeah. Okay. So just he, lost a big front tooth. He looks funny you, now. Well, you punched him? Yeah, a couple oh, times. A couple that. times. Took a couple. <laughs> a couple of big whack him, man. Hits his you, birthday did you, tomorrow. Happy did you, birthday. Did you tie Giovanni. a string around Happy it? Birthday. He wanted to, but honestly, whenever he starts pulling at him, it kind of grosses me out a little bit, I'll be honest. Should, Not a lot of things it's gross me out. Sound. You're going to be in trouble. Yeah, oh, I can, I can do the chalkboard. I, you know, those things don't bother me. Talk to me about the difference of an empty nester. In preparing for retirement and knowing that you don't have kids, kids are out of college. Yeah, the kind of preparing that you're doing in case you tomorrow are no longer able to work versus the kind of preparing that Dave is doing, right. or, or I'm doing. Right. Well, I mean, Galatians six seven it talks about you reap what you sow, and that's not just you know people the world will call that 
karma, right? But in from from as a believer, we we know that the the steps that we put in place today, kind of striving towards this mark, what we were talking about a little bit. I did get cut off because of the time, but Philippians, if you have time, Philippians three twelve through fourteen. Well, well, it, that's just striving towards the mark. But we we reap what we sow. So if I'm reaping, if I'm sowing good seed today, if I'm sowing a plan, if I'm sowing insurances, if I'm uh, sowing planning of some sort. I'm going to reap the benefits of everything that I did today. And the sooner, I wish I would have done it a little better. Let me back up. I did it uh, fairly well at a younger age, and then we had the huge economy hit and then had to go through that. And I'm rebuilding now again. But I still had the plan in place at least to protect the family with insurance and so forth. So there are things as as you're in your accumulation stage where you're trying, where you're where you're growing your assets, you are going to reap what you sow. So today, if I, my challenge is, is you know, start sowing seeds of planning start sowing seeds of preparation of what what you're going to do in your after re, after your working years yep so but dave okay so luke's talking about he's got life insurance disability in case he can't go back to work he's got car insurance kids get injured in an accident with decent liability limits but you're at a different stage your kids are all gone they're all out of college. You're now having grandkids. You, you seem like you're having a new grandkid every two or three weeks. Yeah, they're coming. Yeah. <laughs> they're Fast and furious. Fast. You got another one on the way? Another one on the way. Nice. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. No, they're great. Great to have grandkids. But but just, just to interject here, um, one of the hardest things when you're planning is not just the planning, but sticking to the plan. Yeah. There's so many things that come up in the real world that will detract you. Uh, I had a good good friend and mentor for me, um, my good friend Ray, one of the first brokers in the business for Raymond James. Hope he's listening. Um, but, but a great guy. But he always had this thing of putting the money behind the wall. No matter what happens, that was the retirement money. And he put it behind the wall. A fire comes tomorrow. Uh, you need to repair your car. It doesn't matter. It doesn't get done with that money behind the wall. Uh, just keep it behind. That's the only. That's the only way it will stay. Well, that's the emergency fund that we do teach. You right. know, not, as part not of just emergency, but but that money you put away for retirement is you meant never for touch retirement. It. It's and, off. Yeah, it's, it's off. That's off limits. Off exactly. Limits. No it's, compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it, and it seems like they keep passing laws for how you can compromise. I mean, it seems like that's they, I mean, true. I mean, I was listening to it something on the air today on, on my way in. It's like, well, well, if you have a medical emergency or if you were houses in foreclosure and you need to take an early yeah, right, hit, on your, right. I mean, they make all these excuses on how you can hit it. Yes, but you're at a different stage. You're not retired yet. Yet you're still preparing for those post-working uh, years. You, but you're not doing it with insurance anymore because your kids are grown and gone. You don't need the big lump sum to provide for Pam you've been saving for 45 years of working years. So how is how is your planning different today than Luke's? Cuz he's still got little kids at home. Yeah, right. So so hopefully hopefully by the time you get to that age you can eliminate those insurance things. Insurance is just spreading risk amongst a, a bigger group of people. So at the point where you don't need to spread that risk anymore, it's, it's, it's expense. Somebody makes money on the insurance. Oh, yeah. Yeah, right? So <laughs> right? it doesn't come free. Look at all the big buildings and <laughs> yeah, right, all right, the right, right. baseball or, or you know, the sports so if you can stadiums. Get, you know, if you can plan and get to that point where you don't need that insurance anymore, that's a great place to be. 
Um, it's a cheap way to hedge or protect your your estate. It's yeah, right, usually done right. through insurances. All right, so let's talk about some of the indicators that we're ready for retirement. Because you got economical indicators, you got physical indicators, and you got mental indicators. Because you got three things that really come into play for hey, when we're ready to hit phase two. And you the know what? Half. If what? you rely on yourself, it's it, it, it's a very dangerous thing because any of those three things can be taken from you in a minute. If God's plan is is uh, is different than your plan. Uh, none of those are. None of those are. Well, it doesn't guaranteed. matter. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Well, yeah, we're not guaranteed to make it home. Exactly. Today. Exactly. Well, we live in Tampa. We're really not guaranteed <laughs> to make it home. So, what? I mean, what are those things people should be looking for economically? I mean, there's always somebody saying, "Hey, the the next crash yeah. is around the corner." Yeah. Well, I mean, you, you know, yeah, there there is a way to. You can't eliminate risk, but there's ways to protect or avoid a big pitfall or another large recession. You know, because that is scary when you're looking at someone who's, you know, meet with a client. She's about five years from retirement. She's currently in a position to where the longer she works, the more income she's going to have, and the larger her her estate's going to be. So we've we've I we actually laid out different scenarios and different plans and said if you did this, this is what it'll look like. If you did this, this is what it'll look. so at the end of everything, if if your only picture of your income or when I can retire has been done in your head, you know, good luck with that, yeah, you know, right. because you really need to put it down on paper. You have to ha- you have to know what the income you're going what your net income that you're going to need after your working years looks like, and then you look at your asset situation and you say, "Well, this is what I have. I need it to go 25-30 years." You know, there are certain products that'll guarantee an income, or you build a model to get a certain return. And if the higher return you need during those, you know, after working years, your risk goes up. You know, so there is a balance, but it can't be something done in your head a year, two years, three years before retirement. This needs to be done 10, 15 years before retirement. So you get an idea today, again, talking about Galatians 6, 7, what you reap is what you sowed. We're talking today with Luke and Dave from Bel Air Wealth Management. Find them online at belairwealthmanagement.com. He's drinking and you point to him. That was rude. Bel Air, which is rude. We're talking about, yeah, he's drinking on the job. All right, we're talking about retirement today, and I've been hitting these guys pretty hard because retirement's not biblical. And as Christ followers in the United States of America, we tend to have a very skewed view of what retirement is for. I mean, I grew up thinking the retirement was just all about relaxation, traveling all the time, doing whatever I stink and want to do because I've been working for 45 years doing what somebody else wanted me to do. That sounds good. But it's not true. It's because empty. It's empty it and it, people get bored to death. Amen. But, but so the, we're going to start a new division. Besides, I work for him, I retire for him. Okay. Oh, there, there we go. It's a whole new. Well, we can talk about that over dinner in July, Dave. We'll do that. That's good. That's good. All right. So let's just hit the questions that, I mean, how can you guys help people? Talk through the answer. Would you stop drinking, Luke? I mean, you got to drink him. He's just pounding this <laughs> it's water. water, man. I know, but you can hear it. It's okay. Good. All right. So nice. when you, you want me to check, make sure it's water. All right. Focus. You guys love to help people determine when they can re- go into their second phase, their second half, whether they can go into their second half, how they can go into their second half. How? What kind of client do you love to get? Talk to me about the kind of client. I mean, <laughs> well, <laughs> we want to be perfectly honest. We we love clients with money, so we can get them to a, a larger goal. But but we lo- also love to help people that uh, that are starting out and like to see that that growth 
in their in their life and that growth in their portfolio. It's just a neat thing to see over the years. Uh, somebody who will stick with it. They're, they're not going to just be you know getting yes answers from you guys. You guys are going to challenge them. I mean, it's just like the conversation we're having here. You actually ask people challenging questions. They want to be challenged, right? I mean, not everybody wants to be challenged that way. To be honest, I mean, that, that's not our our job. Isn't to hammer it down someone's throat. If your sole sole goal or, or you know what you want out of your advisor is just financial advice, we give it. Um, but if there's an opportunity to serve and witness for Christ, we're going to do that too. Um, I mean, our ideal customer, I think Dave would agree too, you know, business owners, business owners, you're self-reliant, you're self-funding your after-working years. You know, how are you doing that? Do you realize how easy something that is to do? I think sometimes people think it's very complicated. It is such an easy process to get started. Uh, independent contractors, you know, for example, realtors. Realtors is a, is a huge field in our area, and a lot of them make really good money. And it, it just just like any other industry, it follows up and down, up and down. So what are you doing during your really strong income earning years when the market's hot like it is? So independent contractors, um, someone that has recently received an inheritance you know someone told me recently that uh you know in the next 10 years all these baby boomers are going to have the largest transfer of wealth you know so so people that are inheriting money are great because if you don't if if someone inherits money and they don't have a foundation in place or someone to come alongside of them to get it to get the process done you know the historically they're out of money in a year or two crazy Thanks so much to Luke and Dave and Dave and Luke, but not Randy, because somebody had to work. But these guys are from Bel Air Wealth Management.com. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. All right, so we talked today, really every day, I guarantee that we're going to have a challenging conversation. And you didn't come on the air today thinking, wow, Jim, I, I, you can just kind of wreck my idea what retirement's all about. No, no, no. Jesus said in John 10, 10, I came that you might have life and live it to the fullest. And that includes your after working years, as Luke put it, your second half. Check it out. Start changing the way you think and let God change the way you think. <sighs> a great conversation, guys. Really a lot of fun. You've been listening to I Work For Him with your host, Jim Brangenberg. I'm a Christ follower, and I own my own business, and Luke and Dave are my financial advisors. But ultimately, I understand I work for him.